conservative or liberal, this right here is the thread that I pulled that unraveled my entire understanding of the United States. Now, everything you think you know about taxes is not real. Whatever money you pay in taxes, the treasury just burns. They set it on fire. They delete it from the system. It doesn't go to pay for your neighbor's hip replacement. It doesn't pay the salaries of federal government employees. It is destroyed. We're going to be talking about cannabis taxes and the myth of paying taxes. All of that coming up. Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Back with us is Simone. She's with Cannabis Business Minds. She's a CPA as well. So we're going to dive into the myth of cannabis taxes. Simone, thanks for being back on The Talking Hedge. Yeah, thank you, Josh. So happy to be here and and talk about taxes and the federal government. Yes. Um, I'm going to play a quick clip because I think it's kind of important to set a baseline of what we all think we know about taxes. And then we'll flip the script and talk about the myth of it all. So let's uh, take a look at this um, and, and create a baseline of what we all think taxes are. There are several kinds of taxes taken out of your paycheck, depending on where you live federal, state, and local taxes, and also something called payroll taxes for things like Social Security and Medicare. For our purposes, to understand the basics, let's focus on federal income tax, which is the tax that comes straight out of your paycheck and goes to the United States government. The idea behind federal taxes is to take a small percentage of your earning wages to help financially support the federal government's work. Okay, so let's kind of a, a solid understanding you you work you give your money and it's the um, patriotic thing to do to pay your taxes as a, an american citizen because it goes towards schools cool. and roads and and daycare and all the good things that make you feel good um the reality is let's, let's jump into this this uh tiktok and by the way this whole influence came from james lee he's got, got a podcast called um 5149, I'll put that link in the show notes. And James Lee's uh, YouTube video is obviously taking inspiration from this TikTok video and this myth of cannabis taxes. Check it out. Whatever money you pay in taxes, the treasury just burns. They set it on fire. They delete it from the system. It doesn't go to pay for your neighbor's hip replacement. It doesn't pay the salaries of federal government employees. It is destroyed. And I get it. That makes no sense, which is actually the brilliance in the system. You and I are raised to act like the government manages money just like your household, and that isn't remotely the case. Your state does. The federal government doesn't. That's also why your state taxes are so much different than your federal, or why you owe a shit ton to state, but you can deduct everything but your grandmother's Pilates class from your federal return. So I think that's interesting because a lot of the times we have this this duty or obligation, we think we forget about the Tea Party. We forget about how we left the UK for freedom of taxation and government control and everything. And and now we're almost like programmed or whatever to feel like it's patriotic to pay taxes. Um, I see a lot of crypto bros moving down to Puerto Rico and avoiding uh, paying federal taxes. It's the only place you can go as an American and not pay tax. You're in Portugal. You were exempt up to $140,000. Anything over that, you have to pay the U.S. government no matter where you are in the world except Puerto Rico. And so there's going to be a lot of criticism. You'll be deemed um, all kinds of things if you try to avoid taxes. Just just wait for it. It'll be a propaganda um, 
targeted towards people who try to avoid it. When the whole reality is, is a complete misnomer because only 8% of your taxes that go to federal end up coming back. Um, and so it's very, very small amount. All of the roads, all of the schools, everything is based on local. Um, that's how I understood it. And so I, I kind of wanted to, being tax season, I kind of want to throw it out there that your taxes don't always go to what you think it does. No, uh, no. I mean, I think that's the the big misnomer that we're just thinking like oh you know it's my duty i'm growing up i know i have to pay taxes even when i tell people okay just put you know 30 percent of your profit that you're making let's allocate it to taxes without ever questioning the why and also that when you question the why you're pretty quickly isolated and also being a little bit of a big voice i think there's a lot of fear of like what that could do like if you start protesting the irs will you get an irs return or, and not a return, but an audit. And so there's this this big idea of really kind of confronting what we're not supposed to think about. When you look at Norway, for example, you get like a very itemized list of like where your taxes go. Mm. We don't get that in America. And what's interesting is you just said like, yeah, okay, so we don't see it on the schools because that's local or county. Same with the roads. So does all the money just go to the defense budget? And we don't even, we don't have optics there. So, but what was interesting to me is that do they just not have a, like, it's a black box for us. But in that, there's these big organizations that do have budgets, that do have employees. So where does that money go? To me, is the big question. Mm -hmm. Colorado's done a great job, I think, in explaining exactly where things, where the money is going for cannabis. Whereas in Washington, mm -hmm. I, I don't have a clue. Oregon, oh, really? I, I don't have a clue where we all assume it's getting embezzled somewhere through the capital. We don't have a clue where it's going. Well, and probably some of that is, I think oh. when I, cause I did in my background before cannabis and corporate, I did like forensic audits, but like anti-corruption for with governments, but I worked in private and yeah, I just did. I was so unaware of the collusion that would happen. And I couldn't believe as an American that collusion would actually happen in American on American soil. It California but my god there is so much collusion and if it's hard to like if it's hard to you know trace it which it sh it shouldn't be it should be actually relatively easy but even just like working with businesses they would you know pay government officials certain you know lobbying fees that are obviously like you know bribes and I, I wouldn't be surprised. But what's interesting is that I partnered up with a regulator on cannabis business minds, and I got to understand the regulation perspective. And she was telling me this, this is going to come about funding. Like their difficulty was that how the government, the state government was working, that they would quickly run out of funding. And so they would just have to pull from other budgets. But because cannabis is not federally legal, there's no money allocated at all, like alcohol, like you could actually pull from a federal budget. So anyway, it's interesting. It just seemed like they were like, oh, we need money. Okay, we're going to pull from this fund. And I, I imagine that's probably the case in a lot of these. So, yeah. so yeah, because got I feel like California was actually pretty good at showing where the money went, but maybe I'm wrong. Colorado, Colorado is I'm sure I'm sure they are better than Washington and, and yeah. Oregon. I think Colorado's the best. Um, yeah. but but it all boils down to, you know, why not just make it federally legal so that we have all of this abundance of money that we can do good things with? And the reality you know. is that what's happening is that we just kind of send it 
overseas, you're seeing billions of dollars being sent to the Ukraine, for example. And I don't think a lot of people understand that when you print money, um, that's not backed by anything, it's called fiat currency. When you don't have it backed by gold or something tangible, you can't just print quantitative easing to infinity and not have repercussions. And the repercussions are inflation. So mm -hmm. sorry to say that your house isn't appreciating just for the sake of appreciation. It's it's getting more expensive because the same goods and services cost more when you print money. So that's why our grandparents didn't want to go to war. That's why they bought war bonds instead of just printing money. So um, I'm going to show a quick clip about how taxes for revenue are obsolete and how printing fiat currency is truly the issue. So check this out. This is from the Harvard Crimson of all places. Quote, let's go back in time. Prior to 1933, the U.S. dollar, like most currencies, was on the gold standard, limiting the amount of money the U.S. could create. However, this is no longer the case. Today, the United States is the sole issuer of the U.S. dollar. As a fiat currency, it is inconvertible to any real resource. In 1946, then chairman of the New York Federal Reserve, Beardsley Rummel, he published an article declaring that as a result, quote, our federal government has final freedom from the money market in meeting its financial requirements. This is stated in plain English in the articles titled, Taxes for Revenue are Obsolete. More recently, former Federal Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke noted, when the government pays for things, it is not taxpayer money. We simply use the computer to mark up the size of the account. Alan Greenspan, Bernanke's libertarian predecessor at the Fed, further clarified, quote, there's nothing to prevent the federal government from creating as much money as it wants and paying it to someone. The one caveat I would say is that the um, limitations on printing money, because the new modern monetary theory or MMT that people are saying, just print money and give it to people and we'll be socialists and free healthcare and free tuition and free everything. Um, the reason why people are saying that is because it seems like we can just print money. Like there is zero budget for military, right? The military can get whatever they want. But if your neighbor wants $10,000 off their student loan bill, how, how, how are you going to pay for that? How are we going to pay for it? <laughs> um, so it, that's, that's the hypocrisy of it all is the military gets it all. Um, and so it's, it's an interesting dichotomy because it used to be if you're going to print money, Somebody needs to pay for that. Foreign governments would buy bonds. So when the Federal Reserve issues money, people like Japan and Germany would buy bonds. And that's what would be the offset to that printing. Um, well, now that Iran and, and Saudi Arabia are becoming friends and that mm -hmm. U.S. petrodollar, which was the Saudi Arabia requiring all oil throughout the world to be purchased with U.S. dollars, creating a world currency or a world um, yeah, it's a world currency. This, this is no longer the case. So all of those dollars that are no longer being used are being shipped back to the U.S. That's why we have inflation, because we have all this excess dollars laying around. So there's some serious issues with modern monetary theory that don't work. Um, and taxes are not the issue. We can't just keep um, raising taxes and then just shipping this money overseas. But the reason why they want to ship it to the Ukraine is to get the inflation out of the country. That's kind of the whole point. That's, so, well, and it's coming in Europe, like 12% in Portugal. So it's just, it, it just, I think that's the one thing that, you know, I, I don't know the level of expertise of your audience, but 
in, explain it to me like a five-year-old like why does inflation incur like it just like why does it incur like why is it happening like month over month like who decide like why are prices raising like it like even as somebody who i consider myself relatively educated i don't understand it i'm like okay it's just 12 percent. why like who's increased like why and so what i'm understanding from this conversation is that your belief it's really because we're printing too much money Yes. Yeah. There's a balance. If you have, so gold was that balance and you had, you could print as much as you were worth. And so when you remove the connection between printing money backed by gold and just printing money backed by nothing is there's no accountability. You have no worth. And so foreign governments will keep buying the U S dollar because it's the cleanest, dirty shirt in the room. But as soon as it's no longer an economic viability to choose your clothing based on what's not so dirty like you don't go and be like oh this is this isn't so dirty i'm gonna wear this but when those are the only options that's what you're gonna go with now that we have central bank digital coins we have a lot so momor Gaddafi and saddam hussein all these people wanted to change the way that they sold oil momor Gaddafi wanted to sell it based on gold uh in iraq they wanted to sell it based on euros and the u.s has had this really big issue in doing that so now we have this distraction of modern monetary theory well why don't we just print money to infinity so let's check out what modern monetary theory is and maybe we can talk about about that some more from the new republic quote mmt argues that money is a legal and political construct and that limits to government spending are not monetary and only mildly economic they are primarily political mmt clarifies what is economically possible kelvin writes and thus shifts the terrain of policy debates that get hamstrung over questions of financial feasibility. The centrality of the taxpayer emerged sometime in the 1970s, likely after the establishment of the Senate Budget Committee and the Congressional Budget Office in 1974. It came to its full expression when Margaret Thatcher declared in 1983 that, quote, the state has no source of money other than the money people earn themselves, if the state wishes to spend more, it can only do so by borrowing your savings or by taxing you more. Yeah, so modern monetary theory doesn't necessarily work. It will actually take away uh, from from the value. So what we've seen since uh, the dollar was first, um, you know, constructed in the early 1900s is it's worth about 87% less. Like the dollar is really worth just pennies and that's why it's a lot harder uh, to buy things. So Taxes is, are, are important. That's why cannabis will be federally legal in the U.S. is because they need that tax money. People are spending less on alcohol uh, and they're going to want to obviously um, get that back with with cannabis taxes. But hold on, IRC 280E, the federal government is getting a massive premium already on any legal cannabis business. So I remember having discussions when we, I feel like we lobbied together in D.C. like like. Everyone knew it should be legal, but like there's a there's obviously several reasons why it still isn't. Political mm-hmm. is one of them, but the IRS is getting massive amounts of revenue right now from cannabis businesses, like mm-hmm. three or four times. So I would almost say, like, why don't you think that they're already kind of cashing in on this? This is what a lot of accountants think. They are. Like, and it's it's funny too, because um a lot of people are choosing not to pay their taxes as a yeah. as a strategy. So up in Canada and the US, they're they're deciding that they're not gonna pay their taxes because it's only a six percent penalty. The cost of capital on borrowing that is so cheap. Why would you pay it? The penalty yeah. doesn't make sense. And instead, like 
I don't know. There's there's other crazy ass penalties that people will get. There was a YouTuber. Um, this guy, Alex Jones, got charged a billion dollars for saying um, crazy stuff on on YouTube. But then the fine for you know not paying your taxes is only six. You know, I don't know. It's just That's it's just wild. weird. It's weird how we penalize people. Um, you're gonna pay tax uh, anyway. Like charging yeah, no, pay taxes is insane. It's so true. And then also with the state, like if you don't pay state taxes, especially like employment taxes, like oh they're gonna go after you. They're gonna go after your cannabis license, all that. Where you're right, like there is this interesting strategy of like okay, well. What will, what will you really do? And I guess the worst is like, there's liens on your homes and your assets, but yeah. if the penalty is so low and you're going to be hung up in court for quite some time too. Yeah. So here's an interesting short clip about how modern monetary theory and taxes are more of a political construct and it's not even economically feasible. So let's, let's check this out. We've printed money like crazy, not only during the pandemic, but the Fed has been actively engaging in something called quantitative easing for years, meaning a monetary policy characterized by low interest rates, which encourages borrowing, thus injecting more money into circulation. All right. So what does that mean? There's another clip. Quote, the myth establishes taxpayers as a privileged class. If taxpayers fund the government, then it follows that they should decide what the government does. After all, it's their money. As a result, the most marginalized and disadvantaged people are seen as least worthy recipients of government assistance, while the rich and powerful rig the levers of power to receive favor after favor. I think that's really important. So the government is able to increase taxes as much as they want, and then they make you feel like you're privileged. That's the whole like uh, misconception or the government manipulating you to think that you are patriotic to pay your taxes because you're privileged. So you should do this because you get your roads paved and you get your whatever. It's like, no, 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 this is my money. Yeah. And then they're just using manipulative tax uh, tactics to kind of throw back at you when the reality is, is they're just embezzling that and sending that off to their political friends or whatever. Uh, and the reality is, it's not really going to the things that we think. So cannabis taxes might, as long as it's transparent, we already know federal taxes are not transparent um, and it's a complete myth. So I, I really like this whole uh, concept of, of being um, a privilege and that that's why it's patriotic. It's complete manipulation. It is complete manipulation. Also, the interesting thing about the marginalized groups, and even like when you look at like the income brackets and the percentage of like, okay, so if you're making like less than 20,000, why are you at that percentage and the increase of that next tax bracket? It's just, it's not proportionate. And so it's just very interesting when you climb up the tax brackets and you look at the percentage who really like when you actually aren't making a ton of money you're really taxed sig significantly as a proportion to how much you're making so it is just it's wild that's like gas. gas is a regressive tax on the poor because rich people can afford it right it's not yeah, it, yeah. It does anything. um so there's no budget for the military but free college and health care is is bad um Let's let's take a look at that. certain spending. Nobody bats an eye. Year after year, the military accounts for nearly half of the federal government's discretionary budget. But other types of spending, other fiscal proposals, Medicare for all, for example, that's money we don't have. OK, so why do we have taxes? It's to protect. It's designed to protect uh, the wealthy. Let's let's hear it from James Lee out of, out of the out of his mouth. My point is, in the end, a lot of our system is designed and perpetuated to protect the interests of the powerful and the wealthy. 
he wrapped that up pretty well. He did. Uh, so cannabis taxes are a myth. It doesn't really, um, at the federal level, it's not going to really do anything for us because taxes don't at the federal level. Good news is there's um, really high taxes at the state level. And what we can see out of Colorado is it's actually going towards paving roads. There's um, a, a huge significant uh, portion, I think, going towards children programs in Colorado, yeah. which I think is phenomenal. And so they're really able to, to kind of showcase to the whole world what could happen as long as you keep the feds out of it. That's. I mean, I think that's the best point is like, let's keep the feds out of all of this and like, just let the states regulate. And if that could be the way you could see a lot of improvement in your local area, because if you're in Colorado at the moment, why do you care if what's happening in Florida? Mm -hmm. You don't really so much. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very interesting. Yeah, we're not privileged. Uh, it's not, uh, it's not a privilege to pay taxes. Uh, we all, we need to remember why our ancestors came here. The tea party. Uh, they said that, Oh, taxes are only going to be a tea. And then taxes are only be at corporations. And then so if you even look at the federal tax code, it's not even supposed to be individuals, but we allow it to happen. We volunteer our taxes. So we need to be a little bit more demanding on what happens with those, especially with uh, something as altruistic as cannabis. We really want those taxes to go towards something good. Yes, we definitely do. I mean, we all have our own social security number, which is kind of like a tax ID number for the government. So it's mm -hmm. like even at birth, you're kind of registered into a system of a corporation. Like this mm -hmm. is how much you're kind of going to be worth. So it's just, it's interesting. But knowing that it's like, yes, avoiding taxes is maybe a strategy, but there are penalties, you know, there are penalties, but like knowing how to leverage the tax code and maximizing it to allow yourself to build your web. I guess not build your wealth, but pay less taxes is what people should be thinking about. Like mm -hmm. that to me is the big takeaway is, you know, making sure that you're structuring things right and that you're working with smart people. And I'm not a tax CPA. I am like a financial consultant CPA. So working with like somebody who gets the tax code so you can exploit some of the stuff in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think step one is realizing that it's, it, you're not privileged. <laughs> it's it's yes. manipulation. There are places you can go like Puerto Rico, but you shouldn't have to. Um, I know. So it's, yeah, it, it's kind of like trying to hold people accountable is, is, um, it's a lot of energy, energy that, that I don't particularly, I don't have the patience for that. Um, but at least with the platform like this, I can inform other people that you're, you're not privileged. You're not patriotic. Um, you're just manipulated. <laughs> Exactly. But what would you want somebody's takeaway to be like, because this is a great takeaway, but like what action could we empower somebody to take? Just awareness. Because Share the video because if you're yeah. aware of the manipulation and you can tell people you're not privileged, you're, you're, this isn't a good thing. This doesn't go towards anything. It's a myth. Then we can really start holding the government accountable because okay. right now, like I, like this, what I'm trying to say is you can't send billions to the Ukraine and then yell at your neighbor for 10 grand. That's insane. And the, the lack of awareness of financial stability, financial education, how things work, people just, they're like quantitative easing. I have no idea what QE is, but it sounds great. You know, like we need financial awareness, empowerment, education, and so you can save your own country from going into financial default. Yeah, that's that's the takeaway because yeah, right now we're if you're just thinking short term, if you're just thinking about like maybe a ripple effect of just today and not thinking about well, what does this mean for me in five years, ten years? And if you look at that with like the 
climate landscape, the econ global economic landscape by 2030, 2035. And you look at where your assets are, where the money markets are. And if you're not thinking about the alternatives of what are happening, because I know you're very into crypto and kind of like really thinking about a different banking system, like you could be left behind, but you could be financially left behind. So it's, it's important. And it's so funny because, you know, I just now I'm thinking about in so many of my presentations, it's like, there's two things that are certain it's death and taxes. Okay. But let's like, get on a different side of those. And I don't know what side that fully is, but the awareness side. Yeah, knowledge is power. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Where can they find you at, Simone, if people want to get more information about Cannabis Business Minds or more about um, you know financial freedom? Well, cannabisbusinessminds.com for all things cannabis and then bewithsimone.com for my you know business and finance and uh, mindset coaching. Sweet. All right. Cool. I'm going to put her LinkedIn um, contact in the show notes in the description so you guys can reach out and bug her all you want. But I think with that, we're going to have to roll this one up. So I want to thank my guest, Simone. And I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Or don't. And I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.